and a woman to pump me up. Feeling fussy, walking in my Balenciennes, trying to bring out the fat bit lust. Cause I give a fuck, way too much. I'ma need like two shots in my cup. Wanna get up, wanna get down. Mm, that's how I feel right now.
wanna fight this. You know how to just make me want to.
Everybody at the party's been looking at your lips like goo. Got me spilling on the carpet cause I'm staring at the way you move. Heartbreaker, heartbreaker, break me off a beach. Heartbreaker, heartbreaker, focusing on me. Yeah, you're talking to another, but you love it if I didn't.
Well, good morning, everybody. Love you to come find your seats. Stand with us if you are able and willing. We're going to praise and worship our God. Verse of the day today is in Proverbs. It says, The name of the Lord is a fortified tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. So as we come around uh, this worship, let's lift up the name of the Lord. May it be a fortified tower to us. Welcome everybody online. Let's have a great morning. Shout out your praise. 
Bible says, do not worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Thank Him for all He's done. And then you will experience the peace of God. Peace that exceeds anything we can understand. It doesn't make sense. Peace isn't the absence of any troubles. Peace isn't everything going perfectly. Peace is feeling that peace, that presence from God, from His Holy Spirit in the midst of whatever's going on. God, we thank You. You fill our hearts and our minds with peace, no matter what. We thank You, God, for all You have done. We thank You for sending Jesus for us, first and foremost. And everything else You have done, we thank You. And we lift up what we need.
we speak Jesus of every circumstance represented here. I'd love for you to just close your eyes, maybe lift your hands to God. We just want to make some extra room for the Holy Spirit to come and speak to you, move in your life. together we're not all the same we're quite different but we're here together we're going to go somewhere but let me just speak to you quickly before we go there I was in the car yesterday me and my wife Kirsty talking about the election as we were going to vote and my four year old son piped up from the back seat said something that I assume he learned at kindy. He said, you know, we don't all have the same ideas. I thought, that's true. We don't all have the same ideas. And then I started me thinking about how different we really are. Sometimes I think people say, you need to find your identity in Christ. And we forget that inside that identity, he has created us all to be quite different. Jess, can you come and stand just here? I'm a man. You're a woman. I'm tall. She's short. There's nothing wrong with that. I've got red hair. She's got blonde net hair. Brunlond hair. You got a different way of thinking than me. And I got a different way of thinking than you. We got different upbringings, different families. We belong to different places. We got similarities. Both got eyes, ears, mouth, nose. Both here. From Adelaide. Thank you, Jess. Give her a hand. She came and stood on the stage. Well done. But you know, each of us has a unique set of things that make us who we are. And when God calls us to the cross, He's not calling us to let all those things go as well, but that all those things would come in line as we all focus on the cross. I've heard it said that unity is not agreeing on everything. Unity is the ability to, uh, to be... What are the, the disagree thing. What is that? We agree to disagree, and we disagree agreeably. And that's us together. I've just been on a holiday with my wife, and it was a beautiful reminder of how two people can be quite different and complement one another. Can you put your hand up if you're a planner? If you're an organizer, planner person? Pastor Vicky, put your, put your hand, hand down, up, right? please. Now put your hand up if you're the spontaneous type. That's me and Aaron on the drums. 
He's just been on his honeymoon with his new wife, Bailey, up the back. She's the planner. He's the spontaneous one. Just be aware, this is what happens when you give the microphone to a spontaneous person. We just hang around talking about stuff. It's not on the service plan. Someone's made a plan and I'm, I'm not there yet. We're just going with the flow. It was said to me when we first got married, the great thing about that combination is that the planner helps the spontaneous person get organized and the spontaneous person helps the planner have fun along the way. So we're better together, right? So we're gonna do that this morning. For all of you planners, we're just diverting slightly from the plan and we're gonna do some spontaneity and it's gonna be fun. You can just relax into it. We've found a groove, haven't we? We're like working together, balancing between planning and spontaneity. Or she just doesn't tell me how annoying I am. It's one of the two. We're better together. All of us working together. What do you think God is? You think God's a planner or you think he's spontaneous? God has a plan, right? He knows us all very, very intimately. And he's got a plan for each one of us and for the whole of humanity. When you follow God, does it feel like you know the whole plan and you're following it step by step? No. In James, it says, don't be arrogant and plan everything in the future as if, you, as if it's all going to happen. Because you don't even know what God's going to call you to tomorrow. Or right now, what I'm going to ask the band to do. You don't know. I think God is fully a planner and fully spontaneous. I want to see what He wants to do in you this morning. I'm going to ask the band to play a new song. It's not a song that is written yet. It's like you're just going to write it. Jordan, you have a microphone. You know how there's like most pop songs ever written are just the same four chords? What chords are they? Uh, like the one, five, six, four. Got it. You got that, Brett? <laughs> have, you got a, have you got a song in your iPad there that has uh, that combination? Yes, that's what I like to hear. Jordan, are you a planner or are you spontaneous? He's a planner. And he's planning very spontaneously. Okay, so what's the name of this new song we're all going to sing together? Well, you're going to make up the name of the song. And you're going to sing it for yourself. You're going to write the lyrics as we're singing. Your song might be called, God, I'm Suffering. It might be called, You Are the Best God Ever. Your song might be called, I Need Your Help, God. Your song might be called, I Can't Sing Good, God. But I Like You Anyway. Your song might be called, I Really Like The Person Right Next To Me. Your song might be called, Jesus, I Need Healing. Your song might be called, Jesus, please forgive me. I don't know what your song is called. You can sing it loud. You can sing it quiet. Just make up the worst lyrics you've ever heard in a song ever. 
and sing those. Think of what you might pray if you're in your bedroom on your own and sing those words to the Lord. And I'm believing that the Holy Spirit, even if you're at home in your lounge room, you've got the blessing of privacy. You can sing whatever you want to sing. I'm believing that the Holy Spirit is going to come and meet you right where you're singing. So, I assume you're not going to sing your personal song into the microphone. Might be a bit embarrassing. Or, you, But if words come, you sing those. We're going to sing together. Everyone with us? Get ready to sing the worst lyrics you've ever sung to the best song ever written. Come on, let's sing to the Lord. of our praise we bring our things to your feet Lord thank you Jesus Holy Spirit you're here filling every person oh as we bring our burdens our troubles to you Lord thank you that you exchange beauty for ashes worry for peace sickness for healing sin for forgiveness oh God your glory come thank you Jesus are you guys ready for the drum solo here it comes 
Here's a drum solo. Nope. Ready for the drum solo. Who's ready for the drum solo? One, two, three, four, and... Yeah! Thank you, Jesus. Holy God. I love this part of the song. It's my favorite part. Thank you, Lord. As these drums play, may it beat every ounce of darkness out of our spirits, out of our souls. May the Spirit of the living God come and fill each one of us. As the music comes back in, see I'm writing the song as I go. It's good song. Yes, Lord. Come on. Come on, let's give Him a shout of praise. We love you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Very good. Very good. That was fun, wasn't it? Bit different? Who's done that before? Made up a song. You can do that in your bedroom. You can do that to your children. You can just sing to them about them. I found that's quite fun also. That language in your spirit, whatever you felt to sing, you can pray that. You can speak life into the world. And we're going to continue to do that. We're going to pray now together. All of our unique gifts and makeups coming together to pray and ask the Lord to move. So I'm going to invite Pastor Vicky. She's going to come. She's going to lead us in prayer. And I would invite you to just contribute everything that you are and everything that you have as we pray together. Was that all right? Was that fun? That's awesome. What was your song about? <laughs> Mine was about how holy God is and how good He is. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah because I'm like, agreeing with you. <laughs> that means I'm saying nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's good. All right, why don't you lead us Am in I prayer? spontaneous? Not no. really. No, but you're doing well because I think the wrong thing to do would be to just ignore me, you know? True. It, like we're vibing together now. This is a vibe. Yeah. And now we're going to pivot that vibe into prayer. Here we go. Who knows? We've had a change of government overnight. Yes. Whether you think that's a good thing or whether you think that's a bad thing, I just want to remind us this morning that however we feel right now, we are not the sort of people that voice our opinions on Facebook or on Instagram or whatever. But what we do do is what the Bible instructs us to do, which is bring our prayers before Him and we lift our government up. Um, 1 Timothy 2 and verse 1 says that our leaders need God's help. How's that? All of them, it says. And it instructs us to pray and to intercede for them. And we can do that whether we're thinking they're doing a good job or whether we're thinking they're doing a bad job, we can lift them up before God and we can ask Him to come and to help and to intervene. Romans 13 and verse 1 says, uh, everyone, I can't read my own writing, everyone must submit to governing authorities because all authority comes from God. So this morning, we're just going to pray for our new government however that's going to look we're not 100% sure yet 
But thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for this great country that we live in. Thank you for our great nation of Australia. We thank you, Father, for the governing bodies that are over this great nation. And we thank you, Father, that whatever is coming right now, that you are right in the midst. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing. We thank you that you bring wisdom and strength and guidance to our new leaders, Father. And we thank you that you bless them, you look after them, you watch over them, and you watch over this great nation of ours. We thank you, Father, for everything that you do. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. We're also going to lift up Pastors Bruce and Julie, just double checking, Bruce and Julie Williams from C3 Adelaide Hills. They have three locations doing an incredible job and they are wonderful people. Most of you know who they are, but let's just lift them and their family up this morning. Father, we thank you for Bruce and Julie Williams. We thank you for all that they stand for, for all that they've done, for their, their length of service to you, Lord, and to their community and the communities that they're involved in. We thank you, Father, that you watch over them, that you bring them peace, that you bless their family, you bless their finances, you look after every need. We thank you, Father, for their wisdom, for their guidance, for their love and for their care in this great state of South Australia. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, some people are logging onto Facebook now, deleting the posts that they posted yesterday. <laughs> Hey, it's good to have you here, whether you post it on Facebook or not, whether you are spontaneous or a planner, whatever you are, short or tall, redhead or blonde brunette, whatever you are, we're so glad that you're here. Why don't you turn to the person next to you and say, I'm glad that you're here. Fantastic. Well, uh, we, we want to say welcome to you. My name is Brendan. I'm one of the team. For those of you who haven't met me, and also if it's your first time here this morning, you would have got a welcome brochure at the door, and that entitles you to a free coffee over the road in our cafe after the service. So we'd love for you to join us over there, get to know some people, meet some people, have a nice cup of coffee. And uh, we're going to take 90 seconds now to just meet someone close to you. So if you want to just do a shuffle and say hello to somebody uh, close to you. Num. And yo, I am here to say hello and good morning and welcome to all of you online. I see that Gwenda's here, Lucy's here, and Liz, of course, is uh, hosting the chat. If you are online but you haven't said anything in the chat, we'd love to say hello to you. So just pop your pop your name and hello in the chat. Maybe uh, maybe my browser's not refreshed yet, but we want to say hello and welcome. And uh, let's just thank God right now that He's working in His healing power for Lucy and her family from COVID. Michelle, good morning, home as well. Got out of isolation, well done. But uh, let's pray those symptoms also go in Jesus' name. Fantastic. Well, I got the great pleasure of inviting the wonderful Carmen Allington to the stage. She's gonna give us a bit of a uh, uh, highlights reel. Not a reel, that implies film. <laughs> film. I didn't involve you. No. <laughs> Summary. Tell us how you guys had a women's event on Friday. Oh, we did. And T ladies, tell us about it. we were how there. Was it? Wasn't it the best? It was the best. Come on. 
We had a great time and it just goes to show when we intentionally set time aside for God to move, He turns up. And we were so blessed to have Pastor Stacey LaGregor from C3 Henley Beach with us. She's a great friend of this church and, and we let her loose to pray over us and we just got so much out of it. And wasn't it wonderful that every person there got prayed for? Um, someone met Jesus that night. You know, we just came away praising God and thanking God. And to everyone who was there, thank you so much for being there and, and putting the time aside. And, you know, we had fun, we had power, we had food. It was just wonderful. So uh, if you were in the room on Friday, there is always another opportunity. We're doing one of these nights in each season and our winter event will be coming up um, in July. And you can put that in your diary in advance. Book the babysitter and and plan to be there. You know, these, these are, are fun but powerful and meaningful times. And I think coming into winter, especially when it's a little gloomy, we want to get around each other, encourage one another, remind us of the journey that we're on and to leave the last season behind well and move into the next season well. So... So loved that you were there on Friday night and come next time. We're making a place for you already. Exciting. That's good. It was so good. I think we should spontaneously plan a men's event for the 29th (laughs) of July at 7.30 and the location is in your shed. So just go there and tinker with something and then the women are free to come here. If you have children. Not everybody has children. 7.30... (laughs) Kids in bed, go to the shed. Kids in bed, go to the shed. That rhymes. Pastor Vicky. It does rhyme. Oh. I'm, 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 I'm being spontaneous and I'm hijacking. I am. And, and I have to keep it short now because we've taken a lot of time. We're okay. We're spontaneously changing Nathan, the Nathan, can I ask you to come up, please? I, I don't know how difficult that is to leave. We're, we're, we're doing... We're, can we have the gratitude slide up, please? Oh. Um, Cute. She's even got a slide for you guys. That's how much she is grateful. We want to take a moment here just to pause because we want to show how grateful we are to these two people. And they don't know that we're doing this this morning, but it's, it's a little segment that I'm going to be doing from now on for the rest of the year. Um, but we're starting right here today. Spontaneously. I, I've, I've planned spontaneously. <laughs> but starting right here today, I just want to let you guys know, or, or you can join with me in letting Carmen and Mathan both know how much we appreciate these two for who they are. They yeah. are the most incredible people. They are so kind. They are thoughtful. They are generous in all they do. They are incredible servers. They are great parents, as many of you would know, and such a great example of faith to every one of us. They serve in all sorts of ways in this church, but it's not about that. It's about the hearts that they have, the way that they love each and every one of us, the way that they 
share of who they are. And many of you, I'm not going to go on about this, but many of you would know also that Mathan, oh, I might cry now, yeah. Mathan has been very, uh, uh, how shall I put it, has had health issues for a number of years now and very serious health issues. And we see him here every single Sunday serving. I don't even think, I can't even think when he's ever missed. And he's not always 100%, but none of you would probably even notice. And I know that often what happens here on a Sunday impacts his week to to such a degree that he can be in bed for periods of time, not enough said. Um, and I know that, you know, everybody's doing everything they can to help you through that and we are still believing and standing with you that that is going to come to an end, that that is going to finish at some point. And I want to encourage you today and Carmen, you know, stands by her husband and their family and as I said, none of you would probably notice a lot of what they go through because they don't talk about it. They're just incredible servants for God and in the house of God and we we just really want to honour you for day, today for all that you do because you are such an incredible example to each and every one of us. And I want to remind you, when we were in conference in Tasmania, I spoke with Carmen, she may have told you, but I got this picture that I know that you've both had dreams in, for ministry and, and I know that with the last few years, with all the health things that have been going on, that sometimes those get put aside or, or set aside and you sort of say, well, how is that ever going to happen? <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> how are we ever going to go there, God? M- maybe, <clears throat> maybe, sorry, <laughs> maybe we should just lay those aside. But I, I said to Carmen, I got this picture when we we're in Tasmania and, and, and God said, he hasn't changed a thing. Those dreams are still his dreams for you. Don't lay them aside. He's the healer. He's the provider. Just keep working towards them. So we, we, just, we just thank you for the two of you. And we just want to pray. <clears throat> oh, I've made myself all. We just want to pray. Why don't you just lift your hands towards them this morning? Father, we just thank you for this incredible couple. We just... Uh, thank you for every single thing that they are. We thank you for the beautiful hearts that they have, that they, their desire to serve you, the way they love others. We thank you for them, Father. We thank you that you bless them in every way. And we speak to um, uh, everything in their life. We thank you that you provide every single thing they need. And that includes health. We thank you that you are the great healer. And we're going to continue to believe that Mathan is healed in Jesus' name. You guys are absolutely awesome. We have we have just a small thing for you. I Why don't we put our hands together to thank these thank guys, honour them. Now, Carmen was going to be doing the offering, but I'm going to just take over. You can save that one for next time. Absolutely. Let's read the scripture that Carmen was going to tell us about. That's not it. Here it comes. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the sharing of meals, including the Lord's Supper and to prayer. They sound devoted, don't they? That's good. Also, we give to the Lord. That's a powerful offering message right there. All done and dusted. 
But we've just come from gratitude, right? I think from gratitude, our giving comes. The Bible says from the heart, the mouth speaks. I reckon from the heart, the wallet leaks. (laughs) If you have gratitude in your heart for the Lord, then we can give to Him in honour of Him and in faith that He is our provider. No matter what happens in the world, He's looking after us. And we align our life through giving. So at the end of the service, I'd encourage you, there's a basket at the back. If you have cash, drop your offering in there. And then uh, you can give electronically by the details on the screen. And we're now going to spontaneously just can the last song. And I'm going to ask Pastor Chris to come up and to encourage us. Is it, in, is it is, this is an encouraging message or um, is it like a conviction one? I'm not sure because I've got about 10 minutes to preach a 20-minute message. So I suspect it's not going to be the message that I've written down that I'm going to preach. Excellent. uh, It's going to have to be spontaneous. Praise the Lord. Good luck. Um, Oh, you guys can take your seats spontaneously if you will. Um, One thing that's good to do, even if you've planned to be spontaneous, I think, before we hear the Word of God, is to pray. I know you might think we've done enough. Who, who, who got really nervous during that time of free worship? Because uh, well, you don't have to admit anything. No, don't put your hand up. <laughs> I'm probably the only sinful person here. But as soon as I, I thought, this feels really good, but I've got to preach. And they are eating into my preaching time. And I was thinking, perhaps I should signal George to, you know, okay, come on, enough of this, enough of this. But then I really actually felt the Spirit of God on me saying, Come on, whose time is this? Yours or mine? I'm thinking, my, okay, it's yours, it's yours. And the, the thing is that as soon as I thought, well, okay, I'm going to stand here without my agenda and let God have his agenda, that was an absolutely incredible time for me. And I think that's a secret. We haven't done a lot of that over the last couple of years. And I think we've got into this because of Zoom, and, and the internet and YouTube, highly those of you watching, um, we've had to schedule things because you know, cameras and things don't work well if I dart all over the stage and get spontaneous because they have to try and follow me and they don't like that. The, the joystick gets wobbly up the back. And so we, we've sort of got ourselves into this pattern of uh, planning and spontaneity uh, has to be reined in a bit because of the restrictions of our, of our, our modern technological way of doing things. Uh, and funnily enough, that was what my message was going to be about to some degree, um, because my topic was, we are better together, which is the topic that we're doing, but my question was going to be, why? Why are we better together? You know, is this just, just something we thought up? might be nice if we gathered together and then we could worship God together. It saves us doing it in our own homes. Uh, it's just convenient to get together. Or is it something that God has actually ordained that we should get together? And, and the short answer is, and I'll give you the short answer, the answer is yes, he did. And I was going to show you lots of examples about how he's done that. But I actually want to, I'm going to skip all of that. And I want to talk about something that, that Brendan actually very nicely introduced for me. Uh, oh, hang on. We haven't prayed yet, have we? I'm getting carried away. Just bow your heads. Lord, I just thank you as we stand and sit here this morning, as we hear from your word, that our hearts are open, our spirits are free and engaged with your spirit, Lord. And I pray that we will come out of this place transformed, 
with revelation, ready to do what you have called us to do through the power of your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, Brendan touched on this whole idea of, of unity not being uniformity. And he gave a very good example with the, the height and, and the, uh, the hair color and all of that. And I, I think we, we struggle with this whole idea that we're called as a church to be in unity. And we, have, we struggle with that because there are other people who don't have the same ideas as us. Thank you, James. Um, and who knows that other people's ideas are always wrong? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, have you, have you discovered this? I mean, you're all, I mean, you have ideas, but I don't want to hear them. Because they're not as good as mine. And to my horror, everybody else thinks the same way. And so we've got to get past this idea that, we, that God has called us to be a church so that we can all be cookie-cutter Christians. He's actually called us to be different. And I think that, that's really illustrated in the story of Gideon in Judges. And so that's, that's a long way down the list. Um, Jane, uh, Judges 7 Verses 2 and 3. Now, who knows the story of Gideon in the wine press? No? Good, because this isn't it. Um, but Gideon was a, was a, was a frightened uh, young boy from one of the lesser families of Israel who, whom God spoke to while he was hiding and said, come on, you're going to do mighty things for me. And Gideon did the usual, what? Who? Is there somebody else here? You're talking to me? And so he's got to this point where he's about to attack the Amalekites. And he's got God's favor in this. And God speaks to Gideon and he says, you're too many. Gideon, uh, can you imagine? You've got an army there and, and God speaks, you got, no, you've got too many soldiers. Gideon's like, probably like, what? <laughs> and so he says, if I let all of you fight, then the Israelites will boast to me that they saved themselves by their own strength. And I think this is a great idea because who's, who's heard the saying, uh, quantity has a quality all of its own? And basically that means if you've got enough of something or enough soldiers, for instance, it doesn't matter how good they are, you can, you can just walk over the opposition if you, there's enough of it. And I think th this happens with this whole idea of community. There is an actually an innate strength in being a community whether God's ordained it or not. And I think it's very easy for us to get together as a community and say, oh, we're good. We, we, we help the poor. We, we, we do great community service. We're a, a great organization. Uh, we don't need God. We're just pretty good on our own. And I think as a church, God, God does this. He says, um, you know, don't boast that you're doing this in your own strength because I've got to be in the mix. And so he says, uh, tell the people, whoever's timid or afraid can leave them out and go home. So 22,000 of them go home. Yep, I'm scared. I'm off. Which left 10,000. Which I, I, I can do a lot with 10,000, you reckon? And so God isn't satisfied. So in verse 4, God says to Gideon again, there are still too many. Bring them down to the spring and I will determine, test them to determine who will go with you and who will not. And so you can read it up there. Gideon takes this, the, the troops down to the water and some of them just get in their hands and knees and lap at the water. And some of them get it up in their hand and they sip it out of their hands. And uh, uh, it's interesting that the factor that God uses to determine who's going to go with Gideon and who's not has nothing to do with their ability as a soldier. He didn't say, just get them to swing their swords and all of those who swing strongly enough can be in or have a spear-throwing competition 
those who throw the spear the furthest they can be in. It was nothing to do with their strengths or their abilities. It's this weird thing about how they drink the water. And uh, so the defining factor that binds them together is not one related to their physical ability. And I think that's important. And it says in verse 6, only 300 of the men drank from their hands. All the others got down their knees and drank with their mouths in the stream. And the Lord told Gideon, with these 300 men, I will rescue you and give you victory over the Midianites. Send the others home. Can you imagine Gideon? They say, God, what are you doing? 300, I had 32,000 men. And now you're going to tell me I'm going to have victory with 300. And I think this is, this is something that we've got to wrestle with as, a, as, a, as our community. And that it's not the numbers that matter, it's what binds us together. What is our defining factor as a church? And I think Paul summed it up the best. Because there's a verse in Galatians 6 where he's answering a, group, a community of people who have gathered strength without God. And they're known as the circumcision party. I think I saw them on the ballot um, yesterday. Uh, and they had got themselves a group together who started preaching that Jesus' sacrifice on the cross was not enough for salvation, that you had to be circumcised as well. And Paul answers them, and I think this is, this is something which we need to take hold of as a community. He says, as for me, may I never boast about anything else except the cross of Jesus Christ, of the, our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of that cross, my interest in this world has been crucified, and the world's interest in me has also died. It doesn't matter whether we're circumcised or not. What counts is whether we have been transformed into a new creation. May God's peace and mercy be upon all those who live by this principle. They are the new people of God. And that's, that's that factor that Brendan was talking about. It's not about uniformity. It's about unity of the fact that we have all been made new creations in Christ if we have accepted him as our Lord and Savior. And that is all that is needed to bind us into a community. And, and guess what? Like the sipping of the water, Barry didn't get saved because he was good looking. I know he thinks he did. Jordan didn't get saved because he was clever. None of our attributes. I didn't get saved because I speak well from the pulpit, because when I got saved, I didn't. And some people say nothing's changed. But it, it's independent, it's outside of us. The thing that binds us together, the thing that makes us special, set apart, the church of Jesus Christ, is Jesus Christ. It's the Spirit of God who comes into us and dwells inside of us despite what we are a lot of the time. Despite the fact that we're all different. Our expressions of the Holy Spirit are all different. But our unity comes from the fact that the Spirit inside of us is all the same. It is the Holy Spirit. When we allow Jesus to become Lord of our life, we are, in Paul's words, transformed into a new creation. Just like Adam, who was the first new creation. What did God say to Adam in the midst of him in the Garden of Eden? I was going to tell a great story about how the Bible was actually based on isolation. You know, here we are in the middle of COVID. And we think you know, we're special and it's hard times and it's never happened before. The story, Genesis is the story of the biggest ISO you've ever seen. 
I mean, God created Adam. And Adam, Adam's neighbours didn't exist. He was, ISO, he, he was in ISO. There weren't not even anybody else to, to talk to. But he had exactly what we had. He had God in his life. He had a place to live. And he had the internet. <laughs> well, you read that. You know, if you Google elephant, what happens? You get images of an elephant. God actually said, well, I'm going to make an elephant and I'm going to bring it into the Garden of Eden and ask Adam to, to name it. So he had access to every He could Google every animal. God would bring it to him and say, what is it? So he had the internet, better than the internet. Mind you, I'm not sure I'd want an elephant turning up in my room. You know, the excretion removal could be. <laughs> but anyway, so Adam, God's creation started in isolation. And, what it, what it, and so what did God say to his first new creation? In the middle of all this, he had everything he wanted. He said, it is not good for him to be alone. We were created for community. And so as I close this morning, very quickly, I just want you to bow your heads, close your eyes, because the opportunity to be unified as a community relies on us actually doing what I talked about and accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Saviour so that we can become a new creation. And if you're here this morning and you've never done that, you've never said, I want, to, I want Jesus to be my Lord and Saviour. I want to be born again. I want to become a new creation. Or you've said those words and you've even perhaps walked that lifestyle, but you know that you're not walking it now and you need to come back to a fresh relationship with Christ. Or you're just uncertain about what would happen when, when you die and leave this earth, whether you would be with Jesus or not then you can do that this morning by just praying a short prayer to invite Jesus into your life to be your Lord and Saviour. And if you're here online watching this, there'll be a button in the chat that you can press, a raise hand button, and one of our team will take you through a prayer. But if you're here this morning and you want to accept Jesus Christ for any of those reasons, while every head's bowed, every eye closed, can you just raise your hand so I can see it? And I'll acknowledge that. And we'll all pray together to accept Jesus. Is there anybody here this morning? Awesome. Can, can I get you to open your eyes and stand, please? One of the greatest things that God did for humankind was to bring them into a family. Now, sometimes we doubt that because the first thing the family did was murder each other. <laughs> Cain and Abel obviously didn't get on. It took sibling rivalry to a whole new level. But I think this is where the Holy Spirit in us becomes powerful because in some ways as a church family, that's our natural tendency. We are so different and diverse, as Brendan mentioned earlier that sometimes our natural instincts are to be combative, to be, to be involved in conflict. And some of us are more combative than others. Um, you know, those spontane spontaneous, spontaneous people can be a thorn in the flesh to those of us who like to plan. Now, I will point out that although I'm a bit of a planner, I planned my message 
last night <laughs> and not earlier in the week like I could have but I spontaneously thought about it a lot during the week before I planned it but I just want to pray that as a community as a church as a group of believers that we continue to put foremost in our minds our thoughts our feelings and our actions the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives so I just pray right now Holy Spirit that you make yourself known to every single person here that you quicken our spirits that you give us that peace and assurance that you are with us all the time that you have a plan and a purpose for it and that all we have to do is open our hearts and our minds and listen to that whisper as you guide us into a future that you have planned for us that is better than we could even dream or imagine. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Why don't we thank Pastor Chris for that encouragement. Just as we wrap up the, this morning, just want to let you know that this week is our dinner party week. So if you're a part of dinner parties, make sure you're along to get along to that this week because uh, we're better together, right? It's good to come into community. And if you're not part of a dinner party, then I'd encourage you to just talk to someone that you like the look of, that, that looks cool or fun or friendly. Like Jordan, he's fun and friendly. Uh, just go and speak to someone and say, hey, what, what dinner party are you part of? And get yourself an invite if you don't already have one. Uh, there's different dinner parties that meet different places, different kinds of people. And uh, you can come and get closer, you know, become part of, knitted into a community, get to know some people. But in the meantime, we'd love for you to join us over the road in our cafe after the service. Come and grab a coffee and a biscuit. And uh, if you have kids, make sure you sign them out of C3 Kids. And if you need prayer for anything else at all, there's going to be a couple of people up the front here who would love to pray with you. Otherwise, have a fantastic week. We'll see you in dinner parties and then next Sunday. Like I have never